the the can of the yerba mate is gold and the liquids ah, the liquids kind of like here in color yours is more darker yeah it's a little darker a little smokier if you will yeah fancy I wish that I liked alcohol because my body rejects it no matter what I do. And I kept trying to like build a tolerance for drinking. I mean, and that I could, there there are worse things. There are worse things in the world. Yeah, yeah. To I know. not have your body enjoy. I know. I was just like, but people have so much fun trying all these things out. Kind of like all the craft beers and different wines, and they're like, oh, this has this flavor. Like the look of the bottles. So well, I yeah, want... I mean, beer, as I've gotten older, I can't, like, my body says no now. Um, I just can't, can't do beer. So, um, you know, yeah, everyone knows their limit as we actually, okay, I'm going to quickly introduce this episode so we, before we go too <laughs> right. far the topic, because this <laughs> right, is a great right. topic. Um, so, welcome back to Shooting Debris Podcast, episode 35. We're back with our good friend, Nick Anthony Lambert. We didn't need to say the whole name this time but i did it anyway um tony i have to tony i'm gonna be way more proper now you're good you're good <laughs> um so speaking of getting older i guess topic wise our body's telling us mm. what's good and what's not good um yeah for me it's um i think alcohol is like just not gonna fly ever and i used to be able to have like a mixed drink with someone's at someone's birthday and feel okay and now instantly yeah. i wake up feeling terrible or i feel heartburn that night and feel bad <laughs> And I'm like, I yeah. have one drink, one drink. And I was like, I just want to try a screwdriver or something. In fact, one time before, no fun, man. before I knew what a screwdriver was, and I was like, do you guys have at a restaurant? And I was like, do you guys have like orange juice and you could just put some vodka in it or something? They're like, yep, we'll get you a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And they're like, yeah, it's called. And I ordered it at dinner, which is like the thing I guess yeah. people do at breakfast. Yeah. So it's like the opposite. But Or I'd go for the frou-frou drink that was like. And I say frou frou just because it's like anything that sounded floral or fruity or like I'll take that um, like pink margarita over there. That one looks good <laughs> or whatever that yeah. is. And it would be the something that's not strong or not heavy or it's strong, but like something that I don't taste the alcohol. And now I'm like, it doesn't matter what it's in. For my 40th birthday, I was like, I haven't drank in like almost a year. I took uh, at Naf's birthday last year. I like stopped. And I was like, I'll have one drink in my 40th birthday just to celebrate it. And I took a sip. Yeah. And I was like, there's the vodka. And I like pour, I had to pour it out. I couldn't even, Man. <laughs> couldn't even do All it. All right. Well, which is okay. I got, I got a year and a couple months then before I hit that. So I really got to get it in. Uh, not uh, everyone's but... the same though. I have friends that are like, <laughs> I talked with a friend recently. He's like, oh, I love alcohol. Like he, he's like, oh, I, the problem is like, I love. I like I really just love in it general not the problem but he's just like yeah. I love it my body's like yes please and I was like yeah. cool I wish I could say the same thing all that's alcohol how I feel about rubbing alcohol yeah just anything the yeah. thing about drinking rubbing alcohol kids and adults is that you'll go blind it has like yeah, don't do that kids don't don't do that because there yeah. are some people that are like I can buy this at the store and you're like do not you don't want to lose your it's true but you can buy a yeah. lot you can buy a lot at the store you you probably don't want to just like Sprinkle, you know, baby powder on your toast. Like, don't do, don't do that. Or, yeah, no baby powder on your toast. There's things in the, there's parts of the store that have like 
um, you can eat them, and there's parts of the store that's like life function, and they should really mm-hmm. separate that out and be like, please do not consume on all that packaging. I don't know if they have to put on diapers, please do not consume, but it would just be nice if they lay it out for the <laughs> for the people that really want to try everything. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at French toast on the surface uh, with no idea, you know, like maybe it's baby powder on there. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's powdered sugar. I hate to break it to everyone, but it's, well, it's powdered I've, sugar. And no. I think I've, I've <laughs> talked about this on here, but I, I have on Egos accidentally at someone's house put flour on thinking it was powdered sugar in a container. Okay. In the, okay. And that was very gross. I had to wow. bite in and I had to like just spit out the waffle really yeah, quick. Yeah, got got a little chalky real quick because what there, you do with the powdered sugar i would i we would do this and this is like not healthy either is just fill all the little squares up with the powdered sugar so it was like a full coating of flour Whoa. and then you okay. put the little syrup on top and it was at my aunt and uncles in california so every every it was sa- sabbath morning getting ready to go to church as a seventh day Adventist. <laughs> that's the thing you do so it's like just i'm gonna get these eat these two ego waffles with powdered sugar egos. Yeah, yeah i was like took a huge bite and i was like just like the whole mouth like so you know, whatever you just put in i got i mean i have like a couple questions now um <laughs> yeah did you not <laughs> typically i would like fill those little waffle pockets with like butter or syrup but you were just filling them with powdered sugar well no there was butter that melted in and then oh, it really okay. adhesived the sugar or the flour as this one was, to the waffle <laughs> The butter starts okay. it off, and then the syrup goes on top. So it was syrup on top of flour mm-hmm. with a layer mm-hmm. of butter. <laughs> in which, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, there's a lot of flour in that waffle, but it's already cooked. Already. So that was the, yeah. The, yeah. That's the big difference. Man. Wow. And so it would that be was like, a, yeah. It was a long That's time ago. A lot ago. of flour. <laughs> a lot of flour. Um, so bad for the people that are gluten intolerant, which fortunately I don't have any allergies I know about, although last couple of years allergy season kind of like kicked my nose into i was like what's going on and i think like as like they're like you're 40 or you're 39 i was like thanks <laughs> so dude no joke my my allergies have never been worse than this last mm-hmm. year like my last eyes couple were tough are yeah. just like waterfalls for the first few hours that i'm awake like they Every, will now? not stop or in not right now the but like in the morning yeah. they're a little better here because um, mm-hmm. there's like no trees so that I my allergy is like tree related um, which is a bummer uh, yeah. you know it's because there's they're everywhere it's like a staple of the northwest <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'm surrounded by what I'm kind allergic of everywhere. to it's like Dolly's yeah. dog Sammy is allergic to grass and she's a low sitting dog so it's kind of unfortunate also mm-hmm. when you're allergic Oof. to the thing you're surrounded by yeah, yeah. and that's that sucks. <laughs> and so I've, yeah, I've, I've been, so my, my uh, space I'm in now is like when I have the, I usually have the window open, there's a bunch of trees out there. And it just, when the pollen was hitting, like I came to work one day and Dolly's like, you look terrible. And my eyes were like puffy. And I was like, They're I was red. like, I have to, it, my eyes, it's it looked, so much. I'm like scratching my eyes. It looked like you had double pink eye and I couldn't Which bring I myself did. to I tell you that. I just didn't want to tell anyone. <laughs> Great cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to. I just didn't want. Oh, we all. Hey, you got the. We got the same headphones going. I had to switch because my my AirPods died. So yeah, the biodynamics like are hip, nice. Hip yeah, and fancy, no. But I. I mean, I've been using Out other brand headphones, and they're not noise canceling. And then my voice bleeds through, and then I gotta like edit around stuff because I hear the voice coming through. So well, it, get, <laughs> it was about to go through the speakers, which was gonna be a disaster for everyone. Um, so oh, I've I been heard, doing that I, the whole time. They gave me the little warning. 
Oh, um, yeah. And we so I was like, okay, here we go. Plug it in. <laughs> and uh, I like that you guys used um, you, on this platform, you can put your own name in. And I always do my own name. Dolly always does like dill hole or deli sandwich or something. And you did your real name. <laughs> and so this is the first week I was like, I'm going to be hip. I'm going to change my name to turd Ferguson in honor of Norm McDonald. And then you guys yeah. came in with your real names. No. <laughs> so yeah, it was the first week that I messed it up. Really just emphasized <laughs> your tribute to him. So yeah, yeah. he, they didn't want SNL this last week, which I saw just the weekend update. They honored Norm McDonald, which was super cool with his nice. like funniest jokes. And uh, Jerry, who we talked about last episode, who was showing me the family tree, he was like, I don't, some of his stuff isn't funny at all. And I was like, no, it's really funny. Like, that's the point of how his humor was. Yeah, let me explain oh, it to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because Conan, well, I mean, it's like, he's just so dry. He's on, anytime he was on Conan O'Brien, Conan's like worried about what's going to come out of his mouth next. And the, I keep getting, since I've liked some of his stuff, posts coming up about Norm MacDonald on Conan O'Brien. There was like a five minute one this morning where he tells a joke that just doesn't land at all. And then, then he rolls it into something else. And then he like, gets Conan right to the last second and then he's like oh we were waiting for that the whole time he's like no guest has made me wait to go to break and delivered something at the last second like that and he's just like you he's like running the ship but you think he's like way off base it's so good yeah it's I mean that that is the type of humor that is the best because it's like yeah. the payoff it's the it's the long con <laughs> and it it doesn't it doesn't always it, yeah, it doesn't always like his jokes don't always hit. Like he was on the the Justin Bieber, um, oh, the, the uh, Justin Bieber roast of Justin Bieber. <laughs> Everyone's so like crude, and I'm using that as like an old school term for just like being the worst to everyone else. Oh yeah, and he gets up there, and he's like, he's like, um, I forget the guy's name, but he's like, well, he's got eyes of an eagle hair of a dove this man is for the birds ladies and gentlemen and he like roasted and then he goes on with all these random things um and then then everyone at the end of it i mean and he says like actually something really nice about bob oh it was the roast of bob saget sorry roast of bob oh, saget wow and so bob okay. saget is like already known as like a dirty comic you know he's a lot dirtier than he was super on full house super filthy yeah yeah and so, um, and even um, Bob Saget is getting teared up as Norm saying something nice about him, where everyone else was like really hitting him hard. Um, the Justin Bieber one was funny because Will Ferrell on that one was like, um, "The Biebs is doing it right," and he comes out as Ron Burgundy, and he's like, he he's smoking a cigarette and flicks it at someone, and like flicks it at Bieber, and then he's like, he's like, "The Biebs is doing it right." Hits a lady's car, tries to beat her up. He's doing it right, and so he's like commenting. He's like be like giving him compliments about how much of a jerk he is and it's so funny so it's just uh, amazing man. now i mean that really makes me want to watch anchorman again um yeah those are those are classics but yes i i didn't always love every joke that norm mcdonald did but mm -hmm. his the dry and the like the potential for the payoff at the end was always worth just yeah, waiting, waiting, yeah, <laughs> to see what's gonna happen. I um, know, yeah. His movie, I mean, he only didn't. He had a lot of movies he was in, but Dirty so Work, many. yeah, Dirty yeah. Work and Screwed are his two where he's the lead, and he did a great, great job on those. <laughs> so, but I, and I, I even liked his show in the last few years. Like it kind of inspired me to want to do, kind of well. 
podcasting in general because he would interview it's called the norm mcdonald show very original <laughs> um and he had a get he'd have like he had um jane fonda on and a bunch of people he makes out with jane fonda on. he's like can i kiss you and they have like a french kiss or something and she's like 85 <laughs> now or something and this was in the last five or six years and he he had so many guests on there and it was like short run and he would ask random questions and they're just like looking at him like you're weird and stuff and but he was like big stars on and he had his guest host guy that would just like laugh with him and stuff and just brilliant stuff but through that whole time yeah. i guess he had cancer he just didn't tell anyone about it and the fact that no one he had uh, such a tight-knit people that probably all the snl cast knew he had it and all these things and it never got out to the media or was talked about is like insane because nine years <laughs> of like having cancer and not telling anyone that's crazy yeah. and so it always seems so sudden but everyone else was like well he's he's gone nine years that's pretty good yeah or whatever else but what i did but, like about so him good. was that um, he would workshop jokes like that's mm-hmm. like that's why it felt so awkward was because he was writing it in the moment and like not afraid to take a chance of it being bad which and, is genius yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and he would still like he'd still somehow like land it somewhere mm-hmm. it's um oh Paul somewhere Rudd. is the keyword Paul, there. yeah some <laughs> somewhere all over paul rudd he's my like comic icon and um uh, my friend Shane met him outside of it. He saw him do stand up once, met him uh, and hung out outside. And he talked to him for like half an hour and was really, really cool. He said, which is awesome. Um, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Or, or sorry, he met Norm Macdonald, but Paul Rudd oh. on, on Conan also does. Uh, yeah. I jumped, I jumped. He's great too. He's, He's great, great too. too. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to compliment him. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> So Paul Rudd, notoriously, every time he's on Conan to promote a new movie, plays a clip from an old movie he was in, like, in the 80s. Yes. And it's yes. this kid getting pushed pushed down a hill in a wheelchair by the girl, and he goes off a cliff and falls. And Oh, no, it's not a kid. It's this, like, creature getting yeah. pushed. It's like, ah. So he's oh like, so God. we're here to preview your new movie. with um, This is 40 with whoever else and he's like here let's roll a clip and then that clip rolls obviously the crew's in on it and conan's just shaking his head and so they have a whole youtube video with like 20 times he's been on conan where he plays the same clip from this old movie and conan's like throwing his pencil up in the air and just done so good and paul rudd is just sitting there and he's like they're like you don't want to promote your current movie he's like nah it's fine people can see it if they want to and i love like the he doesn't care the nonchalant not caring about hollywood is awesome uh, yeah it's so good it's just like uh man uh what's his name jimmy not fallon jimmy kimmel and uh yeah um oh my god ben affleck and the other one what's the other one's name uh matt damon matt damon Damon. how like every time he like jimmy will announce that uh matt damon is a guest but then always runs Mm -hmm. out of time it's like we'll get you next time yeah yeah do they have a beef they have a beef right no it's like an ongoing joke yeah that like like, and tonight he's a guest Uh, we'll get to him yeah yeah i any any long i mean that was why i loved conan like he always had just these like long running jokes that were just always (laughs) they were (laughs) always there yeah Uh, yeah anything like that and i'm in didn't he just he just like retired technically from his show right now he's doing yeah. a podcast um, oh yeah which i need to add to my list of listening ones it's pretty it's pretty hilarious because <laughs> i think yeah i feel like the norm mcdonald and the armchair expert podcast the one with Dak shepherd i like that one a lot and i started to hear that and i'm like i like 
the, his description of his was like interviewing the messiness of people's uh, the this human existence. I'm like, that's awesome. It's like, mm-hmm. but he gets like more serious, and I was like, I want to keep it like so lighthearted that you don't you could just. It's yeah. like you're listening to a radio <laughs> show, but you're not like. Although some of them we've like die, you get into some deep topics. Like people are like, yeah. well, I went through this. You're like, oh wow, um, and life Which is can good. be. Yeah, yeah, it's good too because life's not always like simple. Like I haven't talked about it at all on podcast stuff yet because it just happened. But my dad had like a major stroke a couple weeks ago, and it's I like saw pretty, your post about yeah, it. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. But just seeing like um, someone going through that, and it's like someone like you've seen way more active and moving is like crazy to like figure out. And I was like, well, it's better than the alternative of like having something suddenly happen and you get more time and stuff. Um, And there's so many positives with all that stuff too, but you just have to like take, you're like, well, this is part of life. You go through all these different things. So like being real about, about those things and and being like, now I'm like, and how do I avoid a stroke? (laughs) And that's what I'm thinking about now. Well, that was your own health. I was going to ask you about that because it's like, you know, I, I mean, all of our parents are getting older, you know, because we're getting older because we're getting older too. Um, like that doesn't, there's, there's not something that just stops those things from happening. Yeah. If they could just stay the same age and I catch up to them and pass. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, Then we're just like, then we're just the same, but it's weird. The generation makes you think about it more. Mm -hmm. Well, it does. Yeah. Cause then you're like, you're like, Oh, well, when my dad was like, when I had my 40th birthday just now, I, I my friend had sent me a video for my dad's 40th birthday, and I'm five years old, being held in his arm, and they're walking out, and they're saying like happy birthday, and I was like, that is so surreal to see that video as I'm about to turn 40, and I'm like, that's what my dad looked like at 40. When I look at myself, I'm like, oh well, I look a little, I look different, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. I was like, I had a, I'd have way more gray hair, but I color it. So um, that's, I'd have about the same amount as him. <laughs> um, but like everyone's there and all of us are kids around a small cake and stuff. And I was like, the times are so different. And so like, you got to really celebrate your own existence in those mm-hmm. times and be like, they were living their life at that time and not worried about their thinking about, well, what, when do I get to my parents' age? Like, we're all going to get there, hopefully to the age where our parents have made it. Um, but you don't I mean, want to not like, thinking think, about it to where you knew at least. <laughs> yes. Well, you don't want to think ahead so far. You're like, well, what happens? Like I just, this another video. I don't know how YouTube populates these, but it must've known I was thinking some existential things and it populated this 97 year old man talking about death. And, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's this so well shot video filming him in his house, waking up, getting his caretaker to, to like put socks on his like really purple enlarged feet and all these things. And like, he's being interviewed and I, and he's like, yeah, I know it's around the corner, but then his good point about it was like, why do we fear death? He's like, I won't know anything and I won't be in pain or be depressed or any of these things. But he's like, but I still fear it. Cause he's like, I want to be around and he's 97 and he's sitting and it was shot so well. And I was like, yeah. if I, if I spend all the time now thinking about when I'm 70, 80, 90, I'm going to miss out on all the things now and be worried about something later. So yeah. you can't yeah. really, you can't, cause I that. mean, best, best where like more worst case scenario you know, with no accidents or anything, you know, mm-hmm. you're still, you've lived half your life, if not, not now. even half your life. Not even half, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And like, and then it's like having which a mobility. Which is crazy to think about. <laughs> oh, I know. And 20 years, like 20, and when I'm, when you're 20 or 30, you're like, well, at 30, you're like, in 20 years, I'll be 50. Or like <laughs> in 20, you're like, I'll be 40 in 20 years. And you're like, wow, that sounds old, but still it's pretty early. 
And now I'm like, in 20 years, and when I was 39, I'll be 59. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to like 50, you're like, in 20 years, I might need a retirement home. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> see about this. But yeah, but if I, I mean, look at 20 till now, it's a lot of a lot has happened in 20 years. So, I mean, that's that's what always I think blows my mind is, you know, I'm I'm about to turn 39, and yeah, you know, and it's like I, <laughs> I'm single, I don't have kids, and it's just kind of like I'm living in Iceland now for a few months. I'm not mm-hmm. anywhere where I can like build i mean maybe who knows <laughs> but it doesn't feel like i can really build anything big or long term and that kind of thing and yeah you know it's i i won't lie it's been it i feel like being here for a month and just being away from everything that's familiar and comfortable and just everything that i'm used to mm-hmm. has really just kind of like opened everything up in my mind where I'm just like, what, I mean, what do I want? What, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's weird how much I do not let myself slow down otherwise. Like when I'm around everything mm-hmm. that I, I know, like, I know the bars I like to go to. I know the coffee shops I like to go to. I know the people yeah. that work at all these places. And I know that I can just, at the end of my work day, just go to either of those or at the beginning of my work day, go to the coffee shops. Um, if it's been a really bad day before, mm-hmm. maybe the bar, um, but like, yeah. Yeah, have a sense of normalcy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But right. like everywhere I go is familiar and comfortable and like, and I don't have to think about anything cause I just feel good. And yeah. And here I didn't have any of that when I got here and, you know, for, and mm-hmm. even now, you know, at least have a coffee shop that's like a 15 minute walk and I go there and they know now what I get when I walk in. Um, and they know that I can't speak Icelandic. Um, and, (laughs) and, but leading up, but even that, you know, it's just, I'm here and I'm just kind of in this space. I can go out, but it doesn't have the same feeling. The same feel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of a fear. That's why people don't leave their comfort zones because they're like, what well, What if I get out there and I'm like lonely or I'm in a new area and I don't know anyone and all these things? And they're like, how weird would that be? Like, I'm scared to like take a chance to move to Hawaii and live on a mountain away from everything with just but a that's couple the thing. people I know. But you know that you won't. Like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, you, you can't be what if I move there and I don't know anyone, you know, you're going to move there and not know anyone. (laughs) So it's like, you know, it's what if I move there and I don't have the places that I want that I used to go. You absolutely won't have those things. Like, (laughs) this is all of it. Facts. (laughs) Like, but when you find another level of comfort with new things or something you enjoy, like now you have a 15 minute walk to somewhere that you're like, this is familiar now because I've established myself. Yeah. And it's, and it's yeah exactly it's familiar i wouldn't necessarily say it's like the same comfort level that i have back in the states but like Mm -hmm. i don't now that i've been here long enough for a month i feel like i don't need that and i think that's just been the huge realization for me because i definitely have had like two or three days here where i was just like what am i what What am am i doing doing? you know and it's like i you know, I'm feeling really sad today and like, I miss 
everyone and and that's fine and mm-hmm. you know then i get to the next day i'm like okay like i <laughs> i got through that one i have to yeah and i got to like keep living like i just can't get caught up in the fact that like i'm uncomfortable <laughs> yeah i think it's really easy to just get lost in that kind of spiral of like, well, I'm uncomfortable, so I need to like fix it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have those days, whether you're halfway across the world or in your same space Even and having home. things hit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this, I think this last year opened up a lot of like opportunity to like self-evaluate because you're like, oh, I don't have anywhere to go because no one's meeting up. And now I have to like sit here, either keep occupied or sit quietly and think about stuff. And it was actually nice because then I was like, man, I got to prioritize my own personal wellness time over Mm -hmm. some of these things. And now I'm saying no to stuff. I would have just been hustle, hustle, hustle before, like when, (laughs) before things happen. So I'm getting calls for jobs now and I'm turning them down because I'm like, well, this is my one day off this week. And I'm thinking like, oh, I'm actually busy that day. And I let them know I can't do it because I'm like, I got to, you got to take care of yourself. We learn to like prioritize ourselves, which well, is... and it's funny like you said like when you go somewhere else like you um, anywhere I've traveled for short trips it's been so short and like chaotic because it's like I'm usually traveling for work to film and so it's like mm-hmm. you're hustle 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 and then you get home you're like oh it's so good to be home and then sometimes well, usually the only place I go for relaxing now is like visiting family or Hawaii and I have friends there so I like to go there when I go there suddenly life like slows down. And as soon as I land at the airport and get back, I'm like, I feel the urge and the pressure of just, you got to get back on it and start hustling now. And I was like, I don't like that feeling very much. I want to figure. That's a bad sign, man. It's a bad sign. Well, that's, (laughs) and it's just because I'm like so used to being go, go, go. So I'm trying now to incorporate like a sense of like aloha in Washington (laughs) where I like, I'm already like relaxed at home and I try not to push fill up every, every day and every minute with something. And I think someone had asked me when I was talking to him and tell him how busy I was, they're like, what are you running from? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to answer that. I don't know. You know, that's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I was like, I think it was our, our friend Gabe who used to be on the podcast with us and he was just like making an observation. I was like, I don't feel like I'm running from anything, but I'm also like staying really busy. So that's the the thing of like figuring out how to slow down and have a sense of relaxation no matter where you're at. So I kind of want to roll through life as the dude from here on out from Big Lebowski, if I could figure out a way to do that. It, yeah. I'm curious, like I just, I've had to ask myself that several times of just like, why do I feel the need to con- like to constantly be busy? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the pandemic, obviously, as, you know, crappy as it was, I think there was a lot of good that came out of it just for our own self-awareness. <laughs> of, yeah. Like, you know, I've had, I had to slow down. Like, the world forced me to slow down. And, mm-hmm. you know, what is that? mean to me and like sitting with myself and feeling uncomfortable and like (laughs) like I went through a breakup two months before the world shut down yeah I was just like here we go I'm gonna like and then everything closes and I'm like well and I'm not getting crap yeah (laughs) right (laughs) yeah exactly yeah that's the Oh, it's, it's so crazy because that's the same way I'm, I'm just like there's 
someone was saying your value isn't um oh this is drew barrymore on the other podcast i listened to actually she's like very <laughs> insightful she and dolly's like crack it up drew so she started like her career at six years old on some diaper commercial mm-hmm. or something and then eight years old was et and she said like um uh steven spielberg was is like the only the first man in her life that was like a father figure that she felt safe with and he still is that to her now which is super cool stayed in her life and 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 then Dak Shepard was like, well, look at, look at you at eight years old. Who wouldn't want to like, you know, cause she was like this cute little like oh, kid yeah. and stuff. And he's like, yeah, of course he fell in love with you. Um, <laughs> but she's like, you're not cause her, her worth, she has like kids, I guess. And, and, and split from her husband, but it's like amicable. And she's saying like her worth is not placed on a relationship now or anything. Now it's like, you know, it's the, the urge to always be busy. So we're like relevant or we're worth something. And it's like, you're worth Mm -hmm. something without having to do anything. And that's the funny, that's the part we all like forget. We're like, Oh, you could literally just be yourself, hang out with people and you're worth something without creating. But I'm always like, I got to keep creating that next thing and be like, Oh, I've got to put something out that's relevant to people. Like someone that we know, well, that Dolly and I know recently on Facebook posts, they're like, Hey, um, I didn't get any interaction from my last Facebook post. Um, there's something going on with the algorithm. Like what's going on with this stuff? Uh, cause yeah. normally I get a lot of reactions. I'm like, uh, it was like a topic that people could comment on. And I'm like, sometimes it's fine just to put something out and not worry about how many yep. people liked or saw it at the same time. I mean, I, I'm obviously on social media, but I have like a, very love hate relationship with it of yeah like i think it's pretty messed up to be honest like overall i don't this is a huge <laughs> you know uh mm-hmm. controversial opinion but like i i don't think social media has made us better mm-hmm. <laughs> um i don't think that's controversial i think a lot of people feel that way <laughs> i think it is allowed for people that are naturally creative to have a really amazing space to like show that share. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think as a creative space, I think it's pretty awesome, but like as a, as a shared humanity space, um, it's pretty horrible. And (laughs) I think putting, putting your own self-worth on a digital platform is, really you can bleep me here it's really up i mean it's like it's really really bad and like Mm -hmm. it's kids are growing up feeling like if they're not popular on these things then they're not good people they're not worthy of anything yeah that's their only source of validation which is there's a lot wrong with that in many ways like yeah you know, home life and family and friends outside of this, like that, those are all playing big parts into this. And like, Mm. I don't know. I, it's, it's tough because like I get a kick out of it, but I'm using it for my own entertainment. Like I'm using it purely for my own enjoyment and not really caring what happens. happens. But But I grew up, you know, I grew up in a generation where we didn't have that and it didn't matter. And like, I thought mm. it was silly when they were starting to come out. I'm like that <laughs> yeah, age where right. I'm just like, wow, oh, there's a dumb crap that these kids are in. Like, but mm. I'm on them. <laughs> like I have a TikTok, yeah. and I use it 
late at night after I've had a few drinks and I'm laughing at everything. Like it's, it's just yeah. these, <laughs> you know, and right. I just don't know how you fix it. Cause these aren't, they're not going to go away. And, no. Yeah. It's figuring know. out how to like use them in a positive way for ourselves. I think more. And I, I feel like what you're doing online is great. Keep doing, <laughs> keep doing the comedy <laughs> stuff. Cause that's what I try to like figure out. Like, um, one friend was like, man, I got to delete some of my posts online because I feel like I'm being tracked by the government for all my like negative this or that. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I was, he's like, you might have to delete some posts. And I look back at mine and I'm like, well, I think I'm good. I'm just trying to keep it positive and post a picture of a waterfall or <laughs> post like a joke or, or do a poem that's cryptic that anyone could read anything into or any all these yeah. things. And I'm like, but but it's so easy to be like oh because like the my pornographer films and not that we have about 20 normal listeners or 20 weekly so we're not huge yet so me saying this isn't getting my videos a lot more plays but i have a series the pornographer and i have like maybe 300 views on each one and i'm 100 percent happy with putting those out and i don't care it'd be awesome if there were thousands of views but i don't feel any less validated by the fact that there's 300 views on these films or right. 400 or something. I mean, I made what I felt were masterpieces in my uh, film class at Walla Walla. And, yeah. you know, no one saw it other than the eight people in that class. Like, it's just, well, actually, we, okay, we did, we had the theater class and we did have the studio production class with Jim Hannum together too. Cause, cause I had a, I made oh one called Howard God, the Neanderthal boy. Yeah. And I forget that one. Like someone's sitting there eating something on camera and it's just like looking like eating with their hands. And oh it's like, goodness. we, we had people behind the cameras being like, okay, here you go. It's your first chance at like live production. Be like, okay, camera one, move in a little closer. Um, and now that's what I do at a church. I was like, Hey, camera two, we're going for the money yeah. shot. Get that communion. Oh, and I say money shot. And I realized that it's a term that's used with certain industries, but, but the volunteers didn't mind. And we were like, we're going for that close up on the communion. Here we go with, that. you know, it's so and, good. and so it's, so, it's like, so I still, I like, I love live production then. And there's things yeah. from those, like people will be like, do you regret the money you spent on college? And I was like, yeah. But I also don't regret the the things you learn. You're like, even though I didn't graduate, I took so many things from that. Like yeah. um, our teacher, um, he used to work on Gunsmoke back in the day, which was an cool. old like radio. Was it radio show? Right. Yeah, or TV show. Radio. No, it was a TV, it was a TV show, show too. Show. But he was doing, um, he, yeah, he was doing the um, Foley for it. So talking about like crunching celery as a bone breaking and all this stuff. But he was the one that taught me, which these are the only skills I still reference when I'm editing a video with music, is the riding up and down of the audio for like sections. So as soon as there's a pause ducking. and I cut the voice out, the yeah, ducking, bro. audio ducking. And it's like, he's like, it needs to be like a roller coaster and a wave. It needs to move with the, with the video. So I try to make the audio match the voice and come out. And if I wouldn't have taken that class, I prob- maybe I wouldn't have done it half the way that he was describing the importance of it. Yeah, I... Yes, I regret spending the money uh, to go to college, but like, yeah, you know, or I don't regret. It's different. Guess, it's yeah. it's different elsewhere. Like here, it's free. You know, it's like it's weird. It's um, part of it. Yeah. yeah, and so I, but I would never, I would never want to do any of it differently. Like I'm, then I did. met, I met so many people, and I, I, I learned what I learned because of all of those things and like yeah you know any different steps and like i probably wouldn't be doing this podcast with you because like we probably right. wouldn't have met and like you know exactly. it's just yeah it's it's such a weird 
I've gotten away from people asking like this is probably the oldest old man thing that I have <laughs> that has manifested in me is yeah. like if anyone asks me like what are what regrets do you have or like you know that kind of classic question it's like yeah. honestly none and I shouldn't have any like yeah, exactly. it, obviously if I'm like a total jerk or you know using my censored words here like mm-hmm terrible person to people yes i regret like interactions and things that i've done i can regret some of those but in terms of like choices that i made no like i made those choices because i felt it was the right choice at the time yeah and And whether whatever the result was it was a learning experience or a positive thing in some way yeah exactly um and it's you know and I definitely try to be like conscious about what I post, you know, I'm, (laughs) I have, I've had things where if I'm really fired up about something, then I just won't, I won't post it. You know, it's just like, (laughs) I just, that's not me. That's not online. That's not me. That's not my (laughs) like like, social media brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, every once in a while there'll be something that I feel very strongly about and I feel someone else has said it better. So I'll just post that and that'll be kind of it for me. Um, and, but I don't, I try, I don't post anything that isn't genuinely me. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of just my barometer for it is like, does this align with who I am? Um, and what I actually feel and think, um, and most of the time it's just me being dumb and laughing at myself, but <laughs> yeah, um, but, but there's like, yeah. yeah, there's the times you're like, uh, this is a truth for me. And you're like, yeah, I yeah. gotta put this, you know, you feel you're like, Hey, other, I, I want other people to realize this is important to me. And it's not like, yep. and that's the beauty of it. I think that, well, it's, it's kind of the beauty of life in general is people used to be more open to hearing another <laughs> new opinion and now it's like if it doesn't align a hundred percent with my social media views it's tough for people to like hear it now and i like yeah. i kind of want to reverse that and get it back to where people can be like hey i'm open to talk about like i'll hang out with um atheists and wiccan and yeah. christian and hindu and talk about all these different beliefs and not be so like siloed that he can't like look at someone and have like without having a frown or I remember like back in the day talking to people at different religions and they're telling me what they believe. And I could tell my face was looking like upset and I was like, <laughs> okay, can I stop doing this and smile more or whatever yeah. else? And you're like, without having like, Hey, I'm right. And you're wrong about, you know, or anything like that, having somehow a neutral, a neutral zone to have discussion is like super important. Yeah. I mean, neutral space. We'll make a new uh, social media platform. We don't, we don't better ourselves in any way by just living in an echo chamber and like, yeah, right. you know, and it's, and that, that fits for every side of every argument oh, yeah. of every discussion. Like I, I don't care, you know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't, you're not becoming a more informed person by only listening to what supports you. <laughs> it feels so, good at times to find something you're like, Oh always. yeah, they're right on board with me or something. Yeah. But which, it's like, which I think sometimes, um, you know, churches can fall into that too. I think, you know, there's, there's like a, a risk there in an inherent one of just like, we're all here believing the same thing. 
which is, mm-hmm. you know, and it's community as one, it is. one word. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Community. And I mean, and communities need to work on that too. Like community as a whole needs to be open to not just listening to themselves. And, um, yeah, you know, and it's just, <laughs> you know, it, I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of religions were all just reciting the same stories from different outlooks of the same events. You know, it's just different names and all that, but you know, it's, it is, it is tough. It's tough to like remain like on that line of not, not going against what you feel, but not also just like blatantly (laughs) trying to just like, be upset you know and it's uh, yeah it's a tough i mean the atmosphere (laughs) i will i mean i'll make a differentiator because it feels very different here you know the atmosphere in the states is like pretty hostile and like it's pretty Mm -hmm. even where i was living in portland like it's it's pretty it's tough you know Yeah. yeah and it's I don't know if it's polarized in Portland. It's more just like everyone's mad all the time. And like yeah. for yeah. some absolutely valid reasons, like, and I, and I totally support a lot of it and it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be upset about, but it's a, it's a con, it's a constant with what I feel no action. You know, it's just kind of like a projecting of anger which we're all very good at. I, me included. And, you know, it's really easy to just be angry. Um, and you know, it's weird being here where what it feels like pretty much even with eight, eight or nine different political parties, Mm -hmm. like they just had an election here. They just had a national election here. And I have been here for a month. And I had no idea. Like there were no signs anywhere. Like and nothing. no one's like this person only. Forget yeah. this person. We're only yeah, yeah. It's like and make a choice. Yeah, it's really interesting. And like of the nine parties, like you know, nine parties instead of two, like the U.S. has. Mm-hmm. Exactly, wow. which is wow. a problem, obviously. Uh, but like that's crazy though. Nine. That's a lot of options. To one, from. one. No, no joke. One of the parties here is the Pirate Party. <laughs> which i don't know what any of these parties are so i can't endorse any of them but i love that they're can i just say that if a group is called the pirate party i would have to vote for them even not even knowing their principles based on the fact that they're probably wanting like wooden ships instead of metal or they want some like change to go back to the old days of like i love it pillaging and yeah i mean not that that's good but like going out on the sea and having like wearing viking gear like that would be cool i mean scurvy has had a bad rap for so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to bring need to hear them out. back. We need to bring hear back those diseases from They're the very anti-fruit. <laughs> yeah. Citrus. Anti-vitamins. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. That is amazing. <laughs> or they have um, to say everything with like the R at the end. They're like, R. Yeah. You know, R. I'm going to look I've, up the pirate I've, party now. That's awesome. Do it. Yeah. I yeah. think they gained seats too. So it's like a, it, <laughs> they are one of the oldest they're like the oldest democratic parliament. That's insane. Like, and it's, That's awesome. It's, it's still sense. called an all thing, which is like the meeting I've... of tribes kind of a thing. What's oh, it called? Um, the all thing. All thing. An all hmm. thing. Um, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but the, uh, 
it's it's so interesting but basically like whoever has like majority of the seats they like control majority of the government and that's just kind of how it is and so everyone votes and but with nine groups i feel like there's even more options for like the i mean it's kind of cool to have more options because then you're not because we have multiple we have the green party we have other ones in the u.s that are a little different too but they're I'm curious which ones are like, but no the, one cares about them. No, that's the, that's the thing that happens is like the ones here that aren't like the two major ones don't get, mm-hmm. they're like, well, you could vote, but you're wasting your vote, but they're maybe all nine have a legitimate chance. And so you're like getting yep. a chance to vote on any of those, which is exactly. Cool. Yeah. And like, and there's so many kind of like each party has some sort of common ground with another party. And it's just kind of like nuances of ideas. Yeah. So, from what from my own like one month of observation is it just feels like there's just no polarizing opinions really like you either Mm -hmm. you're like oh well you know sure i but i kind of fall on this side of it you know it's it's just very so the person that you're not voting for could have one little slight difference and they're both actually kind of kind of in the same vein yeah yeah exactly yeah and and it's not just this like you're for you're on my side or I'm against you. Like, which is, which is kind of refreshing. Yeah. It is such garbage back. Like I don't, it's, I've only been here a month and I'm already just like, I don't, I don't want to come home. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. No, I know. Well, or, or you figure out a way, like uh, if you're back in the States to be like, look at things differently and not be, uh, it's tough though, when you're surrounded by a lot of things that are, one way you know compared to yeah it is tough i think you know which is you know when i come back for a bit i'm just like man i don't even want to live near a city (laughs) i've been be out in the middle of nowhere i've been real i used to think i wanted to live in uh, like oh it'd be so cool live in downtown seattle and walk out onto the street or have a little yard off the main drag and like close to everything and um and it's not to say like or any city really just being like in the middle i like being close to conveniences so but now i'm like man the small town near the country feels pretty nice right now because like (laughs) you don't have you don't have looting you don't have a lot of crazy things going on and and it's not to say any any some of the things aren't justified or things going on it's more like just like do you want your home existence to be kind of chaotic around you or relaxed and like i have friends that live out in the woods and they're totally out of the world like they're not they're like there's birds in their backyard the, the there was a mother deer and two babies in the backyards i pulled in last night just chewing on grass hanging out i turn on the lights turn them off on the car i go to take some pictures my phone can't do it very well but i'll send them anyway <laughs> so, or i might use it anyway but it's like these blurs but they're just like they're used to people they're hanging out and i was like you maybe you get like some people get like cougars in the city or like some kind of like yeah. lion escapes the zoo. That's a little different. Every city's got cougars, bro. Every uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so so sorry, my bad. I was talking about the animals. <laughs> that's for that's for your uh, your uh, Instagram clip for mm-hmm. advertising the. Episode, Thank you. Right? Yeah, everyone. Every city's got them. <laughs> Thank you for that. We need those. We do have a social media uh, shooting the breeze podcast. Yeah. We might change the handle at some point, but for now, that's where yeah. it still lives. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. Like just seeing like wildlife in the backyard is like it takes you out of like oh I'm I can drive a minute to the store, but I'm also kind of in nature, which and I, I'm yep. not worried about someone coming down the road and messing with my house or something like that. Which yeah, is kind of nice. Oh man, I mean that's another thing here. There is like there's no crime 
they average like less i think the average is less than one murder every decade that's um, wow amazing and yeah like there's just no violence you here. could change that there's I can change. I can change that. I am an American. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're like, this Always guy's ready. Violent. We can tell he's yeah. American. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I choose violence every morning. Um, they. It, it's crazy. I mean, people leave their cars unlocked and no one cares. Yeah. Like I was on the bus yesterday, riding into town, and I there was just like a backpack I saw just like sitting in the seat next to me, and no this one was woman, next to it. This woman had like waited for the entire loop of the bus to come back like an hour and she like got on told the bus driver like yeah i just forgot my backpack and they're like yeah it's right there he just like <laughs> grabbed it and left and so no one morality was, seems high literally yeah. no one was like oh my god i can't believe it's still there everyone was just like oh yeah it's it's been here the whole time <laughs> we look out for people's stuff yeah Unreal. yeah no one yeah it's so it's a little shocking People leave their kids in strollers outside of coffee shops. Wow. Just yeah. sitting there that they come in and get their drink. And that'd be and like child out. abuse here. Or you'd be CPS. Yeah. It's like, what are you I, doing? Yeah. So I was talking to someone about that because I was like, I, this is not a thing you would do in the States. And she was telling me that there was this couple from Sweden that went to like California or something. And they did that with their kid and then got like, taken into the police force and everything because there was like child abandonment. Yeah. And they had Mm -hmm. to be like, this is our culture at home. Like that's not a thing. And so it was so, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a shock for people coming here to see like, Oh, now I got, I'm going to the wild west. Literally. Yeah. I need to, I need to like make sure my backpack is never not on me. Like all my stuff is like in my front pockets, you know? Yeah. Just... Well, yeah. Like every, everything I bought for like storing video gear, they're like, Hey, see what ways that people can't get into your zippers from behind and lock them up. And I was like, Oh, I'm buying this one. And then you go over there and they're probably like, Oh yeah, we have like a Jan sport. It's fine. <laughs> like yeah. Anyone can get into it's it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's, like the when I used to live in Edmonds, Washington, which is north of Seattle, but like down on the Puget Sound, and it was it's like a retirement community area. Yeah, um, small house there. But I would leave my doors unlocked if I for, I would lock them normally, but I'd forget everything's still there. It's fine. It's like a really like safe feeling neighborhood, um, yeah. and I just love that. I mean, anywhere in the world that you can feel like that is a good good place to <laughs> to. I know. Be. I met I met this woman. At, I was talking to her, and she. Uh, moved here from Finland like six years ago and just like lives out 10, 15 miles from the city and just has like horses, Icelandic horses um, and just lives on this farm and works remote. And, and now I'm just like, I need to keep running into this person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. That's the thing. I, I think, um, It'd be awesome if I somehow had connection. I mean, I do have connections in different places, but as far as like places I feel established and have a lot of friends, it'd be cool if there was more than just Seattle area and and then the big island of Hawaii is where I go a lot, but it's only two or three or four people there, but it's a small, a lot smaller group, but I'm like, anywhere you go, you're like, Oh, it'd be great to be able to be here part of the year, here part of the year, here part of the year. Why are you not moving to Hawaii? Not yet. Well, that's the thing. My, my friend network here is so big and the work, a lot of work is here too. And so I'm like, I, I feel like 
sad about missing out on time with friends here and this and that, but I'm going to get to the spot that I go there three, four months a year and have a place set up and I'm like getting a, I'm snowboarding soon. <laughs> so the thing, cause I love, right, but I, there's right. something about the calmness there that I just love or like going somewhere in the Caribbean, although the Caribbean, you just sweat like a ton. So I feel like Hawaii mm. is that perfect. And hurricanes. Blend of, and hurricanes. <laughs> In Hawaii, they're like, we have a tropical storm arriving, and then there's like half an inch of water that comes up on the beach, and they're like, okay, yeah. that was a good miss, and you're like, okay, they board up the windows and everything's fine. Yeah. So it's what it is. Here, you like... just get blown off the street, and everyone's like, oh, it's a little windy today. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and occasionally, there's things there like they had a when Sean that is living there a few years ago, they're like, well, this might be the end. He took a picture of a praying mantis or something on a leaf. Cause there was that, um, like, um, incoming bomb, like threat across oh, all the right. islands. Oh, and they're right. like, there's a nuke maybe coming in. We don't know. And they're like, oh, well, we could be dead in two hours and they take a picture of this like thing on this leaf and then everything's fine. But I'm like, or the, or the apparently the volcano on the big Island right now is going crazy again. And so someone's like, Hey, how's your property there? I was like, uh, I think it's good. I don't know. And I was like, I have to put a call in and see. And I was like, we haven't built anything yet. If it's another lava flow over top, we'll just build on top of that one. <laughs> yeah, just some fresh earth for me. I want to figure on. out how to form lava when it's going there to build a foundation. So if lava hits lava again, it doesn't mess up the house and it's elevated. <laughs> elevated. You just got to plan that out in uh, Minecraft plan. first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Build, build, yeah. Uh, actually, for for home improvement and building your designing your own house, do it all in a video game first, and then yep. save that level. It's not yeah. a bad idea. I have plans, no. but I'm not a builder. So that's well, there the you problem. Go. It's easy have with a, blocks, man. I mean, what I have <laughs> there now is a piece of property and a scooter with and registered my name. That's okay. I'm not reg, I'm not updating the tabs because it's too much work to take it in. So no one's caught it yet, but it has a 2020 sticker that's tiny on the back and no one can see it. And I'd have to take it in and get an inspection check and pay 40 bucks. And I'm like, the blinker works, dude. It just takes gas. <laughs> and it's Eric, fine. It's forty dollars. It's forty dollars. Well, I know, but I, I'm saying when I get there, I have like five days I'm What's there the exchange and I don't rate? always have time to take it in. The What's exchange the exchange rate? rate? It's, it's still US dollars. <laughs> they still speak English. Okay, it's okay. still the same. Yeah. Um yeah. But but I know it's one of those things like you can't see the year on the that tab. They do that for on purpose. I think they didn't make you have to get tabs every year on those and now they added it. And so I'm like We'll just see how long we go. And, and cop. And my friend was riding. Sean was riding with a cop behind him. Never pulled him over once, and it's a year expired tabs. Okay. So okay. we're like, we're. I mean, they're pretty I, chill over there, right? I'm so. thinking what I want to do is just get an e-bike, and then I don't have to deal with tabs at all anymore, and they go five miles less speed than the scooter, and then you're good for 50 miles each way. So I might just do that, and then eventually get rid of the things. gasoline. I love they, those things. I want, I want one so bad, but it's like 1300 bucks. But there's so many, this is the thing about having the freedom. So all of us here on this podcast now don't have kids, don't have the like <laughs> lockdown of like, yeah, putting the, putting the <laughs> devil, devil horns in the air for like, yeah, rock on. That's right. Um, yeah. But, but it's just, it's nice. There's times I'm like, man, uh, like you were saying, you're like, I'm 39 and like, I have the freedom. Should I be doing these things? Why don't people are like, oh, you don't have kids or this or that. I'm like, there's all these things throughout life that people are like, well, what's your next step? Or, oh, well, you should have kids by 40, 40 something. So you're good for later. And I'm like, I'm like, well, there's no roadmap that has to be exact for one person. Like yep. you can, like, I'm like, for me, the freedom right now that I'm not taking advantage of and 
leaving for half the year like you're talking yeah you know, like you're talking about like why don't i go to hawaii for four months a year oh because i work at a church that keeps me here every sunday that's right um but i would like to get to this spot that i could be gone for three months and come back and still have a work remotely and do all this stuff and there's ways there's so many ways to do the things you want without spending a ton of money if you're just like creative if you don't have like the responsibility of other lives yeah i mean that's that's the big thing is like, you know, if I had kids now, I probably wouldn't be doing this, obviously. But like, right. But at the same time, like, it's not like I'm not being like, man, thank goodness I don't have freaking kids. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> know. just like, we feel that it's kind of just like, yeah. this is where yeah my life is. Like, these are the, you know, this and, is and what I've there, done. you can either be like, complaining about the fact that you're not don't have kids yet or worried about it or feeling like oh maybe i should be here or you can be like this is where i am and i'm going to enjoy this spot yeah. that i'm at because honestly there are like there's families that just moved across the country that go uh that go where where i work and they like moved to nashville and took their kids and got a new job there so like people move with families too it's just the complication level of anytime i hang out with my cousins or anyone who has a bunch of kids and like just getting to go out to eat with all the kids and getting everyone organized <laughs> is like you get back from dinner and you're it's like an ordeal. that was stressful and now <laughs> yeah. i'm really tired and i was like oh just the think of going that's why people leave their kids outside in sweden because it's easier <laughs> like here they sit outside we'll bring them the snack it's true yeah. um but no i mean it's like so i feel lucky in some ways to have that freedom but i also like the, the family element is really cool too. So I'm like yeah. anyone who has kids, I'm like, that's awesome. You're doing something great. And there's no better honor than like fostering a life into the world and like creating a good human being. Cause there's, I have friends that are like anyone that brings a kid into this world this time is selfish. Cause this world's a terrible place or something. And then, then the argument, the other side of that's like, Oh, well they want to create more good humans to make the world a better place. And you're like, no one yeah. can argue with that. That's the goal is that's what I think my parents did. And all of our parents did was like, Hey, we want to raise kids. Right. So there's more good people in the world versus like, let's outweigh the scale of bad to good a little <laughs> bit. Um, so that's what, that's the goal. If we can all be like better humans and make the world better. I feel like that's a good, good goal to, to whatever path achieve. it is. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm like, okay, if things I, I do are positive to other people, I don't care how much social media interaction I get. If people can look back on something in like five years and get joy out of it, or I'm working on instrumental surf albums and maybe 40 years from now, somehow there's a surf resurgence in music. They're like, Hey, it's a hundred years since yeah, you're ready since for it. the 1960s. They're like, well, remember this guy was 40 years ahead of his time when I was really 80 years behind the time when it was popular. I've been training up for this day. And then, then like, Hey, he's a hundred years. He's almost a hundred years or he's 85 and his music from 40 years ago is cool now. And be like, great i'm glad i really want this stuff to live forever yeah <laughs> um and that's why creating art's so cool because you're like like it's funny because i was thinking about it recently i was like man if i if i got like sick for some reason and couldn't create art because there's times when people feel like sick and then don't want to create but i was like i don't want to be at a, i don't want to be at a spot where i don't create but what i'm doing right now is staying so busy i'm not creating and i'm like creating the art stuff or creating music and i'm like I need to slow the F down and start playing some music and getting stuff out in the world just so I keep doing art. Like once a month, have like a song come out once a month, do something on SoundCloud or all this kinds of stuff. The podcast yeah. is part of that too. We're doing this weekly and it's a commitment. So I'm like, it's nice to have that, but I'm like, I want the, I need to do the other outlets too. create a short film, do this stuff, you know? 
Yeah, I it's it's easy for me to also kind of just get lost in all the things that I wanted to. Like I started a podcast a while ago, and I think I did two episodes. Yeah, we did and, one before, and we did about twenty episodes, and then it disappeared for two years. And we're like, you know, yeah. I just like I took I took on too much for myself. Like during the pandemic, I was like, I have so much space to, to be creative, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm trying yeah. to do too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. But Bo Burnham did one when during the pandemic oh and my it's God. on Netflix. That it's is so, so good. good. Alone. Is it called Alone? Maybe. I don't or remember I don't know what if you it's guys called. Saw it. it hurts. It hurts me to watch because um, yeah. it feels too familiar. <laughs> yeah, no. It Well, it, no, it is like it starts out and you're like, oh, this guy is so creative. He's hitting like light switches to change the lighting and he had no help to do any of this wrote all these amazing songs and then towards the end you see him with like the six month beard and he's like i haven't seen anyone in seven months and he's like crying you're like oh man this is like hard but it was like it's one of the most brilliant pieces of things to come out of 2020 i think as far as like something like just mind-blowingly good yeah and uh and i had final season of brooklyn 99 that was awesome. And I, you know what? I saw one of the final episodes and saw some of the conclusions without realizing it was the final season. And I oh. was a little upset at myself for seeing that oh, moment because no. I saw where they're talking about Jake Peralta's plans and stuff. And yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, oh. man. It, do- it doesn't ruin it because that show's so funny. I, it shows good. I got to go back and I'm like three seasons behind and somehow I dropped <laughs> off the map with it. But it's so funny. Yeah. Andy Samberg's the new Adam Sandler. I feel like he'll keep doing funny films for years. Yeah. I mean, and that there's like, I don't know. That show also hits pretty hard at times, like in the, in the gut. So, yeah. which is, well, no, it's like they have everything and they cover and they're such like an accepting that the cast, the way it's the characters are yeah. cast. It's such an accepting group of like all kinds of people and backgrounds and stuff. And I, that's what I loved about it is like, you got no discrimination across the board, funny stuff between people. And then everyone's like kind of acting like an idiot sometimes, but they're also yeah. like hilarious. <laughs> it's so. really good. I, I love that show. Yeah. yeah. And it pop star. If anyone hasn't seen pop star, I'm going to just gonna promote that for a minute with Andy Sandberg, making fun of the music industry of the 2000s and oh, 2000, no 2010s. Probably. He's basically um, like Justin Bieber. He's making like, fun of like, a, yeah, his, his guy that's in the Lonely Island with him is like, well, I used to have keyboards and stuff on stage. Now I'd have this 250 gig iPod and we got to just just dance around and move our heads. <laughs> it's like making fun of like the EDM shows. Not to say the, the people that write it aren't talented. It's just funny how like it shows the change and his songs are so funny. The soundtrack is incredible for that. It's so funny. Yeah. And those guys are great. So Lonely Island, Andy Samberg. It's awesome. Um, Keep it up, boys. Did you guys watch the Bash Brothers? That was really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So good. Yeah, with the two. Wasn't the two baseball players right? Yeah, the the Oakland A's and and, uh, Mark. What was Mark McGuire? Yeah, Mark Mark McGuire, who got uh, who got in trouble for roids, steroids. That is not steroids. Just like giant, two giant humans. Yeah. Yeah. The song with Haim is still. Such a great song. It's so good. That's the shake your butt. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so catchy. It's just so catchy. So good. Oh, man. 
I remember I, you had told me about Haim, and then I saw that, and I was like, there they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was in the middle of that 20 minutes. <laughs> that was my first experience yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah, but but they're so, I mean, they're amazing. But yeah, this yeah. was just so funny to see, like, the band you were talking about in, like, a comedy kind of so thing. So we're, I think we're super fortunate to live at the time we do where everything's at our everything's here we can go back to the old era of cool things and we got so many new things coming up and i i gotta show you guys this real quick (laughs) i know other people can't see it i just have a a mobile bass amp phil jones bass amp i just got this is a full-on di and it's a headphone amplifier it does everything and i can hold it in the palm of my hand oh man the sound guys aren't going to know what to do with that and then this this is a is this 10 fender amps in one amplifier headphone amp that plugs in you can use it as an interface to record so another little tiny thing that fits in the palm of your hand so like technology has gotten so cool in the last two two three years or whatever and like stuff 10 years ago was like oh it sounds a little cheap and now you're like that sounds like a tube amp or you almost can't tell anymore you almost can't tell anymore. it's amazing so I like all the old stuff, but technology's gotten where I'm like, throw a couple things in the backpack, borrow someone's bass when you arrive, and you can create a song. It's cool. It's Some people complain that it's too easy, but I think if, if it's letting people be creative in mm-hmm. when they wouldn't have been able to otherwise, then it's worth yeah. it. And I don't think it's too, I think it's more challenging now than easier because you have so much, it's kind of like if you have a hundred options on sounds instead of five, yeah. You're going to sit there and just riddle over which one to choose. And you're going to make a lot less progress on creating anything because you're like, well, what if I pick the wrong sound or whatever? Yeah, I've spent hours going through like Omnisphere um, just trying to find like the right synth pad. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's my friend uh, who's a producer. Um, Dave Hillis, he's done a lot of stuff back in the '90s, and he's like our manager for a while. He's like, he's like, I have 500 plugins. He's like, I have trouble even getting a. He's he's get, he's making music now and just put out a new album, which is really cool, Skylines. But he's he like it's instrumental stuff. But he's like, I I'll sit here and it takes me 10 times longer to create a song because I now have to like think about which plugin set do I want to use, and it's like, yep. and it's easier when your amp has like on clean gain. <laughs> he's just like, boom, there's my sound. Like Everclear yep. made their album, speaking of Portland bands, Everclear made Man. their album with like an old ratty amp, their first one with like an SM57 on it, a regular mic just recording. And they're like, that's the only sound they had. And that's also the best songs. microphone ever created by it does humans. everything. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And for uh, 95 bucks, we're not using one now for our recording because it's not good enough for these, but it's wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My. <laughs> This could be. You never know. You have one hiding under there, and you're talking about <laughs> yeah, the weird side just, angle. Yeah. yeah. I love finding, I mean, my favorite pastime now is searching for old vintage, like, audio gear on reverb and finding old mics and things and finding stuff. I'm like, if I want stuff to sound like the 50s and 60s, which I do, I just got to use gear from that era and plug it into new preamps, and it's going to sound thin or sound the way I want it to without having to do much work, which is, they're only like 100 bucks each or 150 yeah. And then because no one knows what to do with them. Ten thousand yeah. dollars later, I have a lot of mics, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know. Um, well, I didn't touch on this yet, but I, uh, you, you do work in the VR industry still c- currently, right? Or is that I a do. thing of the past? You do, I yeah. Do. yeah. So I am super curious about that because I have no idea how you even start creating like a three D environment. And you might be like, <laughs> I don't even do that. I do the other side of it, but yeah, uh, that is correct. I I don't actually create them, but we. Um, 
I work for the platform that architecture firms can send their 3D models into VR. Um, mm -hmm. And so, uh, and they're using it to like do walkthroughs with clients or go in with other designers and like check to make sure, you know, these designs of these pipes aren't going to be going straight through sheetrock and that kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. um, really at the end of the day, it's like, catch all the fixes before you order all the physical materials to build. Um, yeah. And cause there's always something, you know? And so, you know, how, how can we save you money by using modern technology to go through a space and feel like you're actually there? So that's so cool. Yeah. For some reason I thought it was a gaming company. The, the, it was called that. Was, that's a whole nother world. Um, cause yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I ran like a mobile video game company for, like five years <laughs> like with vr life. like oh yeah uh it was pr it was right as vr was starting to be more of a thing um and then i kind of transitioned out of that into uh working with like the microsoft hololens um and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. so yeah it's all it's the kind of thing like where it feels like so out of my realm just with video production because anything that has to <laughs> involves like someone designing a whole environment on a computer i'm like i don't have the patience <laughs> to sit there and design this i want to film something when it's there and if you ask me to do special effects i might put a title that flies in yeah but, but, but i'm like my my mind that's why i was like i used to want to do like create my own cartoon like south park or something i was like i couldn't do that because i would be so impatient as i'm moving an arm slightly yeah for like five hours to get an arm to move up or something like that and there's other ways of doing it or something but i'm like you know i know my i know my strength i need to focus on those yes <laughs> focus on those areas yeah i mean those flying titles they go a long way so i mean now they have presets they just fly in for you but then someone's yeah. like can you drop it in from the above and i was like no i can't you get a side yeah. one because that's the only one that they give me on this editing software yeah i know or for I, me I, it's like well that's all that iMovie gives me i have these four options so. <laughs> yeah that's all you can. well i have i have uh, i think at some point because when i first started doing uh video editing was in high school and final cut first came out so i've been using final cut like 20 something years now or almost 20 yeah 20 years of as of 2021 um and that thing is like i was like i'm not switching people are like you should use after effects and i'm like i'm not learning a new program now i can make money with this and i would rather i used to want to do everything myself and now i'd rather i have friends that are good with stuff i'm like can i i'm gonna outsource some of this stuff yeah. to people that are really good and, and want to learn more because i have no desire sounds really bad to say this i'm gonna say it anyway i have no desire to learn something new in certain fields yeah because i'm don't already doing i'm already doing a lot and i was like sure i i, I want to be a student for my whole life but there's areas i'm like i want to get better gear and get better at techniques but i'm not trying to learn a whole new software just to do one thing that someone else could do for me now yep no exactly like i've i've absolutely uh submitted to the fact that i'm never learning an adobe program uh yeah. to any degree uh and well, that's and, fine and and having like any and, and everything switching to like subscription based. And I was like, you want me to spend $20,000 in the next 20 years or however many, it would be like $5,000 for my editing software over a certain amount of time just to have a video but editing you get software. Everything. You get it all. <laughs> and be like, but, but, and people are like, well, I can justify, I can write off each month. And I'm like, in five years, you've spent $3,000 on your editing software and I've spent 300 on final cut pro and it still works. 
Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm just like, and no one knows what I edit. Can't argue on. that. You can't. There's <laughs> no winning that. Because I've, I've had multiple people be like, hey, you should really learn Adobe Suite. It's pretty amazing. And they're like, I, and people have been like, I like it more. And I was like, well, I don't know it yet. And ignorance is bliss. <laughs> so maybe it Dude. would be so much better. <laughs> like I tried to learn another one just to edit raw footage together, um, DaVinci Resolve. And I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> and I left. No. <laughs> Yeah, someone was, well, I've been using Logic forever for, like, recording. Same, And I, uh, you know, Jesse always used Pro Tools. And he would be like, hey, can you run this session for me while I'm, like, out? And I'm like, probably not. Um." Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. Pro Tools users, like, Naf has done this to me, too, and I'm trying to help him track uh, things for things he's working on. And he's like, it's easy. The buses are right there. And I'm like, I don't see him. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Like I, I like it. Doesn't look. It looks foreign to me. He's like, it's all right there. Just you got to get to it. And I'm like, look, like when, but when he gets in logic, similarly, he's like, I don't yeah. know where any of this stuff is. So I'm like, it does the same thing. And then my friend Dave, who is a professional audio engineer, was like, yeah. he was looking at the mixes. Like, does a mix sound better in Logic, <laughs> Studio One, Pro Tools, all this stuff, and he did come to the conclusion that the pro tools mixes have some slight fidelity thing. That's, that's a little better, but I'm like for anything I'm doing, no one's going to notice that. No. And, and and also like it's uh, like Lord does all her stuff in logic, not the Lord Jesus Christ, but the, no, the the, the artist. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And, uh, uh, and like the, a handful of the songs like that Billie Eilish did were all in logic. Like that it's one of the sample mm-hmm. projects in the new logic, like one of her songs, you can just see that's cool. Everything yeah. that she did on it, which is really, <laughs> it's actually really eye opening. Um, what you can do. The, yeah. Yeah. And the amount also just like seeing her production session, oh, of like yeah. 35 vocal tracks all singing different things. It's like my Billy Eilish's. Yeah. Cause it doesn't sound like there's that many when you hear like it it's together. incredible. I mean, wow. I, to be honest, just listening through and watching that, uh, session, like gave me so many like ideas and, and just things like production tips. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the, like lord was like 17 or 18 started a soundcloud or maybe even younger yeah and then a year later she was a signed artist because she started doing so we we missed the boat a little a little bit with our our group in our age range of like not having the social media to put stuff out yeah and everything we had but, pure volume dude what pure are you talking volume. about <laughs> i remember pure volume. <laughs> or reverb nation was another <laughs> one for, uh, they still uh, exist yeah. or you myspace like, wanna, did you original, almost puke in your mouth just now you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had our GeoCities websites. Come on, guys. Napster, <laughs> MP, all of MP3. I, I spent, I put 20 bucks into all of MP3.com, which was a site where you could download things illegally. But since you paid, it's legal and it's cheaper. It's like a, it was like a dollar per album. And then after seven albums of downloads, my money was wiped out of my account and I had gotten seven yes albums for free and it was some okay. it was like dot okay. ru it was a russian site all of mp3 dot ru <laughs> and i was dot like, well, ru I got... should i hate to break it to you eric but that should have been a dead giveaway um... and i think i put all my personal information in there there was some identity theft a year or two later i'm not sure oh what what happened just kidding. dolly dolly did you 
were there the absolutely bonkers uh like for one dollar you get 300 cds subscription things and you're talking about bmg and stuff yeah (laughs) bmg music no i've never heard of that they're wow. like, you spend $10 and we send you these three albums and then you sign up for a monthly membership and we send you one album per month and all this stuff. BMG yeah, music. but the way they advertise it is it's like for the price for the price of $1, you get like 80 albums. No. And you're just like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'm going to get these shipped to my house. Yeah. No. I have, I have two Ikea size storage bins of albums. Full of CDs. Oh, it was actually real. Units. They delivered on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it ended up being like $200 uh, at the end, but. Uh, yeah, it's not a dollar. But they just make like, it sound it was, good. Yeah. You, they were just like, how are we going to get all these dumb teens in like to early 90s stuff. to just buy all this like physical music that we've created? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Make it sound better than it is. And then on this fine writing, you're like, and it's $10 a month and it's going yeah. to a card. You're like, and I only make 20 bucks a month. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like yeah. a three year contract that you can't break. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So you're like, okay, I guess I'll pick another one out of the catalog this week. No. I have so many CDs. I have so many CDs. Oh, wow. So I have a lot of cases for CDs, and I love looking through them again. But somehow uh, the CD got put in a car or misplaced, and so I'm like, oh. a third of my cases have actual albums. And I remember throwing a bunch out because now it's on Spotify. And there's there's the ones that yep. I've like that I bought three times and thrown out for my Christian values. And they told me I should burn it or get rid of it. Cause it was bad. Oh, and then I'm I bought sorry, it again dude. a month. Then I bought it a month later. Cause I'm like, you know, uh, I love this album. And then, yeah. then four months later, I'd be guilt tripped into getting rid of it again. And then a year later I'd buy it. And I, then I quit throwing things out at some point. <laughs> you just, you just couldn't help yourself. You had to keep buying that, uh, big Satanic. bad voodoo dabby album. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, vanilla Ice, thank you. No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was Sponge, and they had a, uh, and other bands from the '90s and garbage. stuff. Garbage or Sa- Soundgarden. I didn't buy yeah. Garbage. No, the band. Oh, the band. Yeah, yeah. The band Garbage. <laughs> I didn't Dude. listen to Garbage. I don't listen to Garbage. Okay. No, I never listened to Garbage, but I listened to Garbage. I only know yeah. of Garbage <laughs> because of Gran Turismo. The video game. The songs on it. Yeah. Is it the "I'm okay. Only Happy When It Rains" song? Um, yeah. Probably. That was the biggest hit, one of them. I don't remember. Imagine their thought process. Let's name our band Trash and see how this goes. Nah, let's go with garbage instead. (laughs) Rubbish. In in England, here comes the rubbish. (laughs) Oh, man, they're probably rival bands. Rubbish. Oh, dude, we should, yeah, do covering of those. Weird Al would have a heyday with that. I mean, there's so many. Yeah, I, that that was the era I bought Weird Al ones on BMG Music, where you look through the catalog and you see, and you're like, hey, this is a pop. Or you go to categories. I own every every Weird Al album, by the way. Alapalooza was a good one. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the one that I got in trouble, which you talked about before about the song. The po- he always had these polkas that had like risque <laughs> lyrics in them. Each album had a polka song that was risque, and they had um the one that was like do the Humpty Hump, and that was one. Yep. I got in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right and i and i happened to just play it on a trip with like the pathfinder leader in the car and i was considered bad influence for my friend to my friend which was her son for a year and then I'd, I'd go over there and she'd give me the dirty dirty eye and then i wouldn't hang out as much just because of weird al thank you what weird was al. uh fun question real quick what was your first what's the first cd 
CD not, or tape? Not cassette. Not cassette. Oh. What's the first CD uh, you own? Reliant K. Uh, mm, three nice. left. What's that album? Three lefts don't make a right. Three before lefts do. don't make a wrong. Or a left. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was the blue that was one because that CD album. release yeah. they did blue, green, yellow, mm-hmm. and red. That's okay. Yep. Yeah, I think I went Mine. to a Sam Goodies when they were still around. R.I.P. Oh, yeah, oh. Sam Goodies were great. End of yeah. era. Miss those mm-hmm. days. Or they life. still have um for Fye for your entertainment. Uh, life. life. That's House? what it was. No, no. I thought I thought Fye was life, but it's, I'm just a dyslexic. Oh. No, oh. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I Y five. Eric, yeah, what was similar. yours? Mine was probably the sponge rotting pinata one because that's the one I bought on tape first, wow. and then I bought three CDs over the years. That was the '94 <laughs> release of Sponge. Wow. Well, what was yours? Sponge. That was a great album. Oh my gosh! I um, saw them live a few years ago, and it was surreal. I was like, I'm at a Sponge concert. This is so cool, man. So, my the first CD I bought ever was uh, Nimrod by Green Day. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that was a great album so good and but what's funny is like the first cassette that wasn't Mm -hmm. weird that wasn't weird al that i bought uh was uh dookie by green day and that's the first one i had as a ripped copy from (laughs) friends that gave it to me and i would play it in the car and they were swearing a ton but my dad couldn't understand him so i could play all the songs (laughs) and no one and he he didn't know the lyrics or know that he was dropping the f-bomb left and right or whatever i would like always cough or sneeze like fake cough and stuff like when i knew the swears were coming and i was playing i remember doing that too yeah (laughs) yeah i was just like Like, yeah mom uh, how's your day going (laughs) okay and then yeah okay yeah it wasn't co- it was more like to distract and ask a question dur- yep. over the music to like keep right the music like, playing. Oh, oh oh man sorry oh. yeah uh, let's keep listening to the song this one song he keeps hearing he keeps coughing at the same spot in each song yeah that's um, so weird yeah the, that was that was like green day was the band that green day and the beach boys i was like the and were just my two like top favorite bands they still are probably i still love the old green day Um, not the the american idiot one and on is there's good songs but like the old stuff was like my favorite when they were talking about yeah partying and girls and drugs i can't listen to all yeah like i can't listen to the newer albums all the way through and love everything like i could the old ones the old ones but yeah yeah they're still good songs it's more yeah there's great songs it's more like they got more political in the 2000s and then it like kind of became like you're kind of trying to do a rage against the machine but you're green day and that doesn't feel right yeah <laughs> less me, yelly less yelly less yelly yeah <laughs> and uh the first tape i bought full album was soundgarden super unknown and i wanted to get it first <gasps> i ended so up good. buying the single that's kiss so from a good. rose by seal was the first one <laughs> Because my cousin took me, I was talking with someone yesterday about this. My cousin took me to the store in Fresno, California, music store, and he wanted, he's like, hey, do you have like five, seven or 10 bucks I could borrow? I was like, well, I have 12 or 13. And he's like, okay, can I borrow it? And he bought a rap album, and I forget which one it was. And then I, he's like, hey, you should get this one. We just saw that movie, Batman Forever. You'll love it. You like that song, right? And so I was like, I could begrudgingly gave him my $10 to buy his rap album when I really wanted Super unknown that was sitting in front of me and i bought kiss from a rose by seal and i was like this is a great song but i was like but i wanted super unknown so the two weeks later when i had money i went back and got super unknown it was such a good album so i still have a playlist of that now and i'm reliving I mean, all the 90s stuff 
I I love that song by Seal. I love that song. Kiss from a rose. Yeah, it's, it's such a good so, song. It's so good. It's yeah. also one of the best songs I've ever seen covered. Uh, mm. It was just a two piece, and it was just a guitar and a cello. Really, um, and it was incredible. And this was in uh, man, what was the name of that? Uh, this was in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Some crocodile. Yeah, new no, moves. it was it was like a big venue. It was uh, like a chai house in Ballard. Oh wow! Um, and it's not there anymore. <laughs> but uh, sadly, yeah. <laughs> who thought? Who would think a place that only serves one kind of drink would not survive? Let me try. Right. Like, hey, I don't want chai. Sorry, that's all we have. Yeah. Do you guys have any other? No, only chai. <laughs> yeah. We just have chai. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of place. I, if I did a pizza place, I only serve olive and pineapple pizza. That's it. No other topping. It makes it easy. I'm also going to go out of business okay. in two months. Okay. Whoa. Hold up. Mm. That's my favorite kind of pizza. That's oh, my I favorite am? kind of pizza, too. Yep. No, olive and pineapple. Oh, sorry. Oh, you said olive and I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I don't fair. eat pork though, so that's why I okay, had to like. That's but pineapple on pizza. Yeah, yeah. But, I do love the ham and pineapple, but I also love mm-hmm. olives. Um, if I'm feeling if I'm feeling extra wild though, what I yeah. like to do uh-huh. is uh, add <laughs> add jalapeno. Oh. oh yeah, that's a spice for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the sweetness. Whenever I have pineapple on pizza, which some people it's like a religion, they're like it will not go where it will. Um, it's like I'm eating dessert already. It's like my meal's dessert, but it's also savory. Right. It's, it's so the, good. It's the perfect combo. It's the and that's why cottage combo. cheese savory and sweet. pineapple is great. Don't some people hate. Don't cottage ever. Cheese. You take that back. Don't ever say Me. that. <laughs> Cottage cheese. <laughs> so sorry. Cottage cheese and pineapple. You're like never. How do you? How do you? How are you okay with cheese and and pineapple and not cottage cheese and pineapple? Because well, cottage cheese is like a thousand years older than whatever cheese would be on that pizza. So it's <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I feel like I don't buy cottage cheese now as an adult, but as a kid, I remember having it with fruit in there and pineapple and banana. And I stuff. remember. I remember my grandma because I loved pineapple or not. I loved uh, cantaloupe growing up as a mm-hmm. kid, and I remember <laughs> like walking into the kitchen at my grandma's one time, and she like cut open a can a cantaloupe cut it in half and it's like i was like oh sweet because i would just cut it and start eating it and she like pulled this container of yeah. cottage cheese out and just like spooned a bunch it. into the cantaloupe and you're like what are and you doing it's like grandma <laughs> actually to be fair that's got to be a grandma thing because that's probably when i experienced first i don't know if my mom did it as much um but my grandma would do that too and she'd make butter and peanut butter sandwiches so it was a layer of peanut butter and then a layer of melt like butter that was spreadable and uh-huh. so i would like bite into the sandwich and be like, oh, this is good. and then i would look down or margarine yeah. probably margarine you're right yeah it was margarine, margarine. and margarine. peanut butter because yeah butter would not spread like that yeah. and i saw and i was like is this jam or what is this i was like it kind of tastes good and as soon as i saw the layer of the white buttery thing i was like grossed out i was like no 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 like, <laughs> if you put if you toast this and put this thing on it i'll eat it but don't put this in with peanut butter that's like just extra fat she also had a heart attack in her 50s which is not okay. a laughing matter wow. but she lived longer after that so it is okay, funny. good yeah it okay, is funny good, 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 good. Uh, but she died a few years later but she <laughs> wow 
What a roller coaster. (laughs) What a roller coaster, up and down. So it was the amount, and and this is like the Adventist diet of like cottage cheese loaf and all these casseroles and cooked things. And then also a lot of cookies. Every time we were there, it was like um, chocolate chip cookies and snickerdoodles were always on the counter. And I was like, so probably could have lived a little healthier, but um, I didn't carry over those things. The uh, uh, potato chip casseroles. Yeah, um. there's a lot of weird Adventist like things. There's like haystacks. If you talk to any non-Adventist, they're like, oh, we're having haystacks tonight. You're having which what? is literally nachos. It taco is, salad. It's taco salad. It, it's just it's it's just nachos without With melted cheese and, and like no you put meat stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, you put beans and you put other other like, and ranch dressing. Stuff on it. You'd put some like of that or the, sour like, cream. The mixed. The little bag that you buy for the Hidden Valley Ranch yeah. that would go in that plastic container. Yeah. Yeah. Squeeze it out. Yeah. You'd put that all over these haystacks. Um, it's cause... an easy meal to make for a lot of people. I'll, I'll say that. And they do taste good. I, I usually do no none of the sour cream or anything. I just do like the melted cheese. All the dry olives, ingredients. All the dry ingredients. Beans. Yeah. They're so good. Dolly, do you want to take a real quick guess as to what is the main chip? Uh, on these haystacks. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, they're very authentic. <laughs> like a Frito Lay, <laughs> like a crispy Frito Lay, yep. like the classic. The small guys. Yeah, the small, the, small the Frito classics. corn. That's yeah. the, that's the classic one. Okay. Yeah, they taste great. You know what I would do now though is I'd mix them with fifty percent chili cheese, and then I'd be good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little got a little kick to it, but it's not spicy. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna introduce my. Icelandic friends to, to haystacks. haystacks. Yeah, um, you should. It'll be all the rage. Just introduce Great. the world to haystacks via yeah. the podcast. Man. They're good, but yeah, there's a lot of things that are weird about. I the uh, one other thing I'll say, and I know we've been gone about an hour and a half, so we'll wrap it up real quick. <laughs> but my uh, so the hot dogs in a can. No, which Dolly loves hot dogs. Oh. This is I do gross love hot dogs, but this but is these disgusting. Are fake. This is disgusting. Yeah, for people that are used to eating hot dogs, Big Franks are the Adventist specialty. Where they new foods and they come in a can. And the the best thing to do is there's liquid in there. There's this hot dog yep. water, but it's fake. You try you try to get the hot dog out of the middle and just eat it before the other ones get cooked. And as you're pulling it out, it usually rips in half, and you're all pissed at yourself. But mm-hmm. you finish it, you eat it real it's quick. Like really and stringy. Good. Yeah. And then I was with uh, people that weren't Adventists, and they dumped all the hot dog water out. And the rest of us that were Adventists were like, what are you doing? They're like, what? I haven't done these before. We're like, you got to save that for when you put the rest in the fridge. And we were actually pissed at them. And they had no <laughs> no clue. They're like, uh. And he was like, it's this like 20-something-year-old kid. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, he wouldn't eat them anyway. But he was like, dumped all the Man. water out in the sink. We're like, dude. Because they're like four bucks a can. We could do a whole episode on crazy Adventist foods. Yeah, um, we will. Ha- we will definitely yeah. have you back for sure I mean, to do more. We're just later. gonna dig deep into the Morning Star foods. Uh, yeah, which I love still to this day. I still dude, love I, meat though too. They're not a substitute. They're different. They're exactly. I lo- I mean, I love grillers to this day. I will. I still I'll do eat, too. You throw a griller on on the on the grill, <laughs> and, I, and it cooks I'm in two there. seconds. Yeah, <laughs> but not none of these prime grillers. I want the original. Yeah, the prime is garbage. Come on. Let's not. Now I'm talking about the band. I'm talking about literal garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the band. They're they're just like garbage in the music industry. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we should wrap it up for this. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, it was awesome Nick. to catch up. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, and uh, now we'll let you get to dinner because you're seven hours ahead and it's Iceland time. You're getting late. 
It's true. Probably, uh, I'm going to go out now, I think. Go get, I will say the su- <laughs> the sushi here is unbelievable. Really? It's so, so good. So they good. catch, it's all day of caught. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like better than Seattle even, probably. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> yeah. Seattle has good sushi, but this is on another really level. Good. Wow. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, live it up. Thank you for joining us yeah. for episode 35. <laughs> we will have you back sometime for sure. This was a blast. Yeah. This was way too fun. All right. Thanks for having <laughs> me. See ya. Bye.